The Star Hours, the Sheffield Wednesday podcast from the Star in Sheffield. Is anyone worried about? Welcome to the Star Hours, a Sheffield Wednesday roll out of the blocks down the road to zero. This is the first of a new season of mini episodes where we review the weekend action. And what a place to start. I'm Liam Hoden. Joining me to pour over the superb win at Cardiff City, it's one half of the Stars Owls reporting team. It's Alex Miller. How are things, Alex? Yeah, very well, Liam. Thank you. Uh, yeah, a uh, injection of optimism and, and everything's bright and then the Welsh sunshine and everything. What a day it was on Saturday. So uh, we'll get into that. And he's travelled half the world in the last 48 hours, but he's finally back home. It's Joe Cran. How are things, Joe? Welcome back to Sheffield. Thank you very much. A little bit closer to home. Still two weeks away from being able to leave the house, though. Yes. Yeah. The uh, testing times that we're living at the minute, but it is good to have you back on uh, on home soil. Uh, just to let you know, we are recording on a video conference site, so if you do experience any audio issues, we apologise wholeheartedly. Let's get into it, then. Cardiff City seemed like a very difficult opening day fixture. Massive amount of pressure on Sheffield Wednesday, particularly with the uh, the points deduction, of course. But they stood up to it incredibly well, didn't they, Alex? Yeah, they certainly did. Um, you know, every every sort of facet of what you're expecting to see from a Cardiff side, especially down there, and you know they dealt with it very well. You know, there's a point. You know, for for much of that second half, had Kiefer Moore and and Robert Glatzel up top, and you know, I, I don't think I've ever seen a front two so mounted. It was just incredible, just just massive, massive blokes. I, I got awfully excited last season about seeing Connor Wickham and Stephen Fletcher up front, but they made them look like little boys. Um, but yeah, the back, back three really sort of really impressed with all three of them, really. Hughes Van Aken sort of started a little bit slow, um, but, but seemed to come into it. Uh, all three stood up to the defensive challenge, all the def- you know, a lot of the focus sort of goes on that sort of aerial challenge, but I thought they did really well as a, as a unit, sort of stamping it out at source. You know, the, the wide players defended well, stopped those crosses coming in with any real quality. And look, Cardiff, I think, will be a little bit disappointed with the way they played. Obviously, they had a lot of possession, didn't really get anything going, but just take nothing away from Wednesday. I thought they were absolutely excellent, took the chances when they came. Um, and yeah, if that's anything to go by, then uh, then you know this this sort of renaissance that, that Gary Monk spoke about, um, yeah, it might be a, an interesting and, and joyful few weeks. But I think it's important not to get carried away at this point. I think it's fair to say, Joe, that we weren't particularly expecting something quite like that from uh, from Wednesday on Saturday. No, I mean I think it, you, you couldn't really ask for more, could you? I mean, both both strikers on the score sheet, especially Jordan Rhodes. After I mean. We know we know your thoughts on on Jordan Rose, Liam. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, obviously both strikers score in a clean sheet away from home. You know, no no big mistakes that were made. Nine, minus nine. That's you know that's the key. That's the key thing from it. Um, we're chipping away at that now, which is which is great. Uh, obviously, I wasn't able to to watch the the, the game because I was in in transit. Hopefully, it should be the last one I missed this season. Um, but I've seen the goals and. Yeah, it's good. You know, it's good. It's a good. It's a good start to see. You know, I think one of the most pleasing things, and I, and I, th- I speak, I think probably from a Wednesday fan perspective more than a journalist, is we don't win easily. You know, like it's it's very un Wednesday to win two nil. You expect a, a goal in the eighty fifth minute, and you're going, oh, it's it's happening again, isn't it? So the fact that you know it it got through to the, the last 10 minutes, last five minutes, and, you, and you're still tuning up, you're going, excellent, yeah, we'll, we'll take this. Um, 
Yeah, I, I just think there's a, obviously a load of positives to take out of it. And, you know, it also just keeps this, this sort of positivity going. It, it, it's only going to take, you know, one defeat and it'll come sort of, for some fans anyway, it will, it'll come crumbling back down again. But the, the fact that we, we got off with a win, a clean sheet, all that kind of stuff, is is great, and I'm sure I'm sure Gary Monk will be will be really really pleased. And look, I'm sure we'll speak about that huddle later on in the in the podcast. Yeah, no, certainly will. I think what we're pleasing for me is you look at the league table at half past five on uh, on Saturday evening, and Wednesday are nine points off thirteenth in the league. The start of the day, <laughs> twelve points adrift at the bottom of the table. Now they're nine points off thirteenth place. It's it's a start. It's a start, and uh, obviously. Well, how, how it'll continue we don't know but yeah great way to uh, to kick things off got to talk about selection it was uh, there were a few surprises in there uh, that were- not for me I'm going to claim it I'm going to talk about this because I predicted basically <laughs> the entire starting 11 except for Joost van Aken and he was on the biggest surprise Joost van Aken won the big one so <laughs> you did done well to uh, predict that um, Alex you kind of touched on it uh, Van Aken, bit of a slow start, but probably to be expected, seeing as he's not particularly been involved in the group for, for so long. Yeah, I think so. He, just, he looked a bit sort of nervy, which again, sort of understandable, really. You know, everything that he's been through uh, Wednesday, I th- I, it was 770 days since his last Wednesday appearance, which is incredible. You know, it's a, it's a very long time in any walk of life, but, you know, you imagine all the, all the Wednesday matches that have been since he played. So, yeah, you know, the first, I think he gave away three free kicks in the first sort of 25 minutes and um, just that, that sort of physical... Pre- I think Cardiff sort of looked at him at someone that maybe they, they could get some joy out. So Keith Moore was sort of, you know, he was never more than a couple of metres away from him. So, yeah, that, that initial sort of battle he sort of lost. But, yeah, really, really impressed with, with how he came back. I, I put it in one of my pieces. There was a moment on half an hour where there was a... Beautifully timed, timed slide tackle right in front of the dugout, and the entire all the players are obviously spread out across the the uh, the stands and, and not far from where I was sitting. It was like Wednesday had scored a goal the way they celebrated that, which I think sort of a it, it, I think it, it probably contributed to to Van Arken's maybe switching mentality, you know, big confidence boost, and uh, you know, a moment in that game can sort of turn things around, but. We've heard a lot, and again, you know, when we talk about the huddle later, we'll, we'll talk about this unity thing. But it was incredible, you know, all all these players were absolutely desperate for Van Aken to do well, um, and that sort of unity and, and driving each other on, I think, disappeared last season. Um, the last sort of ten minutes, Wednesday seemed to go up a gear when you know it became apparent that that Cardiff were were going to up their game and and try and get back into it. Um, and you know all all the games last year, when you know these desperate rewrites in, in injury time, where where Wednesday will, you know, it was quite possible at points last season that Wednesday would have conceded two in the last ten minutes there and, and crumbled, and uh, they seem they seem to cower from the challenge at points last season. Um, but everything from from the sidelines, you know, Gary Monk and uh, James Beattie and Andrew Hughes. All came out in the technical area for for the majority of that last ten minutes, sort of doing it in shifts, really, trying to you know getting everything going. And the communication out on the pitch sort of went up a notch. Tom Lee's was excellent, you know, in in you know that that second half particularly. 
uh, in sort of marshalling the troops and, and keeping everyone G'd up. So, yeah, no, really, really impressive with, with how they went about it. That unity's there. Uh, and like you said, it's got off on a bit of a tangent this from Van Aken, isn't it? But um, a good performance from him. And, you know, it'll be interesting, really, to see where where he sort of stands in, in this side going forward. I'm very jealous of the fact that you've actually, you've actually player ratings and not have to change them with five minutes to go. <laughs> it's rare. It's rare. It's the first time I've ever done that, I think. It is very, very rare. I'm going to ask you, Joe, in terms of Van Aken, do we expect this to be a rare appearance from him this season, given the other options that Wednesday have at the disposal? I think, I think it's up to him. I, honestly, I think, I, I think that, that Gary has very much gone with this squad as a completely clean slate. You know, you... You, whatever has happened in the past is done and dusted, and you know this is this is where you begin now. Like, I think for for a, for a few of the players, it, it's almost like your your Wednesday career starts now, um, and I think that's the right way to go about it. I think you know I, I watched Joost play a couple of times um, when he was in, in Osnabrück in in Germany last season. I watched him play, and he you know he, he looked solid. He, he did well. I know it's a it's a different league. It's a you know second tier over there, but I think one thing that is beyond doubt is, is his footballing ability is, is, is quality you know his, his, his technical ability as a footballer is, is very very good um, and obviously the left, the left side of centre back with a left foot he fits this role he fits the role well um, he's got that, that little bit of height he's got that little bit of um, you know physicality in terms of you know pure size uh, but I think I think one thing that, that happened with, with Van Aken was he made a mistake in the derby and I think that kind of stuck with him. You know, he obviously had a really bad game in, in that, that game against United. And I think that any good work that, that sort of he'd done in the past when he first started kind of got forgotten a little bit. Um, I, I, might, I might stand corrected, but I, I remember him playing pretty well for Wednesday until that injury. Um, the, the, the injury against Sunderland, it was a bad tackle. It was, I think it was Luco 9. Um, and and he, he really clattered him. And obviously after that, he... he sort of struggle to come back from that so yeah I, I think for me it's, it's it's completely up to him now it's up to him whether he stays in that side and you know as Alex has said he's, he's, he's passed the first test you know clean sheet put himself about well and, and I think what's really telling is the fact that he wasn't there last season and there's a, there's a fair few of these Wednesday players who've never played with him before mm-hmm. and the fact that everyone is still backing him to do well still wants him to do well um, that's really good. I, I actually found out um, so a, a, a guy that I know in South Africa, Peter Leuvenberg, he's a goalkeeper for Cape Town City. He um, he was came through the ranks at Ajax with with Yost, and I didn't know Yost came, came through the Ajax youth ranks. Um, and look, you don't come through the Ajax Ajax Amsterdam centre back youth ranks without being able to play a bit. So you know that's a that's a very good sign and. Um, He's got a year left on his contract, and now it's up to him to to show that he he can be that that million you know few million pound player that that we signed. And uh, I think I, I don't think that, that the players and, and the management are the only ones that want him to do well because you know there's definitely a player in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, an interesting kind of journey with him among supporters. Uh, he, he were very popular when he first arrived and uh, doing well. And as you say, things kind of. Went wrong in the derby, that injury as well. And yeah, it's uh, it's kind of not happened for him. But there's hopefully a rule back because we've seen the quality in him. It's the same with, we've had it with Julian Burner as well. Um, a, a player who were very, very, very popular. And then all of a sudden, 
little bit of a whipping boy, wins it back nine again. Look, defenders are going to make mistakes. It's important that you probably stick with them a little bit and uh, hopefully that they uh, show that bit of quality when, when they get the opportunity. Another area of the pitch, obviously we're going to get a lot of attention, particularly after the uh, Walsall game, was up front. We've got a strike partnership of uh, Jordan Rhodes and Josh Windass, Alex. How did they do? And um, is that a, would you see that as a viable option for Wednesday going forward further? Yeah, I think so. Look, we know sort of what Jordan Rhodes brings. He, he he doesn't bring anything but goals. And when he's struggling for goals, there's you know he, he's not a player that's going to bring players in around him. He's not particularly adept at, at dropping in. He's not a target man. He's not particularly quick. But what he does have is a goal record. And when he scores, you know it it, it counts. And and he did that on Saturday. So you can't really decry his performance. I was really impressed with Josh Windus. I think he he was sort of my man of the match. Obviously, a goal and assist. He took his goal brilliantly. Um, great finish really was a great finish quality finish like, lovely ball in from Izzy Brown by the way we shouldn't, shouldn't let that go without mentioning that it was obviously a bit of a gift in terms of you know the, the possession that was given away but um, yeah just you know in, t- in terms of that sort of clinical moment that, that again Wednesday for, for months and months have been missing um, you know those two combined really well and four minutes into the season sort of put a bit of a line under it you know it remains to be seen whether they can keep that going. But yeah, certainly a very impressive goal. But yeah, I thought Windass was fantastic. Sort of just got around. So all, the, all that energy, everything that we've we've said previously about, about Windass, that energy. What was noticeable, and again, this is this is something with, with fans not being in the ground, you can hear everything that's been saying. Yeah. He demands perfection from everyone around him. He is loud with, with you know he's, he, he's fallen out with, with Jordan Rhodes a couple of times right in front of us you know he's constantly in conversation with Barry Bannon about where he wants everything to go so yeah very very vocal uh, which on a good day is obviously a fantastic thing and um, as I said before I've sort of impressed with Tom Lees and how, how vocal he's been since coming back we all know that, that Bannon has uh, got a voice on him you know, can can be a little bit gruff and grumpy at times, but um, certainly a leader. So in terms of that spine, they have got a lot of voices in there that, again, you know, last season sort of quietened as the, as the year went on. So, um, but yeah, in, in terms of how those two work together, I think there'll be days where Wednesday's front two are more in sync and, and everything comes together lovely. Um, but yeah, I mean, they both got a goal. You can't really, you can't really ask for too much more. Two 0 at half time. Both strikers have bagged, but yeah, particularly sort of impressed with with Windass and everything that he's bringing to Wednesday. You made a point about being able to uh, to hear what's going on out on the pitch. There's been very very few positives of the fact that there's no fans in in stadium, but it has been really interesting to be able to hear everything in a competitive game. You get used to doing it at under twenty three level, but the players perhaps not many of them are, are as vocal as, and you get to hear the manager now as well. And the play has been really really good. Our EFL uh, Trophy game last week we with Doncaster and against Bradford, Stuart McCall talked to Bradford through every minute of that game, and it was really it was fascinating to hear it. And but, it does tell you a lot about players. It tells you a lot about managers as well. It's uh, that has been a, a, a real positive, and it is good to see Tom Lee's whether that's a something that we've not noticed as much of in the past, but or whether it is it is responding to this calls for a bit more leadership because he's not been he's not been he's not been clear that he's been the most vocal of uh, of centre halves in the past. I don't think, but yeah, hopefully that this can 
rejuvenate him a little bit. That's what we what we all want to see. Uh, Kachunga came off the bench. Elias Kachunga, Alex, what what did you make of his twenty minute cameo? Yeah, but can we just celebrate a, a mention of Stuart Bradford City legend Stuart McCall on the podcast, please? <laughs> was, um, no, uh, to mind when he fell off the car, of course. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Obviously, he's got he's got a bit of a blades connection, so I don't know whether we can get away with that one. But um, yeah, I mean, everything that we heard and know about Elias Kachunga, we saw in a thirteen-minute cameo. Sort of ran his socks off, ran into the corners, harried defenders, just was an absolute nuisance, sort of buzzing around. And um, if I remember correctly, could, you know, could have, could have got a goal. He sort of had a, a bit of a half chance, didn't he? Um, but yeah, clearly already again, you know, 10, 10 minutes to go in a game that you're 2 0 up at a place like Cardiff, everyone's going to be sort of cock a hoop and, and everything's sunshine and rain. But he, he, he did seem to be a popular member of the team. You know, when he was going, everyone on the side was was going nuts for everything that he did. This sort of catcher, catcher, that, that's uh, that's what they call him. Um, and yeah, yeah, fantastic. Sort of did, ran into the corners and all the rest of it. Sort of put, put his body on the line. And uh, yeah, Gary said afterwards that he was impressed with him. And, and the work that Adam Reach did as well, obviously Reach came on before Kachunga, Kachunga was coming on. Um, and the, the, the mind was changed at some point, you know, to the point where they had to go to the fourth official and and change the number that he put on the board. It was, you know, it was that close. So, um, yeah, Reach came on and, and did a similar thing, you know, just worked his uh, backside off. And um, at that stage of the game, and again like that, that sort of stuff can't be sort of overstated really how important that sort of thing is. I think he needed that as well after the stick he took the, the previous week, getting a lot of praise for for that cameo and and, and showing that he can be an important part of this uh, this squad going forward. Joe, we've touched on it a little bit so far. Let's talk about it a bit more that huddle and um, the the image of it and and what that says about Sheffield Wednesday at the minute. It's one of those iconic ones, isn't it? You don't, so you don't. You kind of draws back to the you know the Steven Gerrard moment with Liverpool and all that kind of stuff. Um, those those things are. Hopefully, um, I want to say hopefully it don't turn out in the same way that that one did. Yeah, it? but you know what I mean. Like it becomes a it becomes a moment, um, and and I think that you you speak speak there about Adam Reach and 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 the sort of the squad, and I think that this that's what this season's going to be about. I think every single player in this team is going to have a role to play. And, and if you start one week and are on the bench another, I think it, it is sort of been made clear that just because you're on the bench doesn't mean that you're not a, an active member of this squad. Um, I think I mentioned it in one of the, the, the podcasts before is that it, that it does kind of feel like, like Gary's building a, a versatile squad so he's got that ability to have a small, tight-knit team rather than having a big squad that's got, you know, different positions covered. Because you look at this this group of players and, I mean, Adam Reach is probably the antithesis of it because, I mean, I reckon you could play him as centre-back and he could, he could, he could do a job against some teams because he's just that kind of player. Um, he, can, he can play all over the park and um, I think that's where, where Wednesday are at now. And, and that huddle just kind of showed that. The fact that everyone was involved in it, you know, they had different people speaking in it. Um, I saw Dominic go off as saying that they, they made him speak about his foul throw, which he was fuming about. Um, you know, it's, and, and that kind of stuff is, is important. Um, and it's interesting to me that, you know, Dominic Kyoff has gone from being 
one of the youngest players in the squad to effectively being a senior player now, uh, just because of the players, the, the age of the players that have gone. Um, yeah, and it's really good to see because that 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 for me that togetherness that unity is going to be more important than probably anything else this season for Wednesday because there are going to come points which you know it, every season ebbs and flows and there are going to come points when Wednesday go on a run and it gets really down and it, and every everyone starts getting on the back and you know the point deduction whether we're out of it or not is going to start to come back and people are going to say you know yeah everyone said we were going to finish bottom but um, I think. I think we're going to be using the phrase siege mentality quite a lot over the next few months. Um, but I think that's exactly what that's exactly what it's about for Wednesday. And, and this kind of, this kind of, you know, the, the huddle, I think in as much as it's what the team needs, I think it's something the fans need to see as well. I mean, you've seen the way I saw Alex posted a picture of it on his Twitter account. I got like 500 likes, you know, like it's, people need to see that stuff. Wednesday, Wednesday have, have worked very hard in the last few months of, this image of, of the players and you know, with the social media stuff that we've spoken about. But I think that this, it's all part of the bigger package, the bigger picture. Um, and I, I, it's really great to see. I think it's, and, and there's a, there's a great picture. I think it was, I think it was, was, was Steve Ellis who got it for us. Um, there's a great picture that's a little bit, and the one inside that Wednesday posted is great, but there's one that's outside and it's just kind of looking at all the guys and it looks, it looks brilliant. I, I, I just, you don't want it to become a bit of a, like, you know, the Gerard one became a bit of a meme in the end because of what happened after it. So you just hope that this one with Wednesday is, is something that, that we look back at the end of the season and we go, you know, that was, that was a sort of an iconic, an iconic memory for the, the 2020-21 campaign, really. Alex will not mention that you've just been and answered the door, but um, <laughs> what was that moment like in uh, in the stadium? Um, yeah, I, it, sort of that feeling that it was a bit of a moment. Some of the players were sort of halfway down the tunnel and, and sort of got called back sort of thing. And yeah, it, it did sort of feel like it was a, a statement, like a deliberate statement. And, and Gary sort of said as much himself, you know, it was it was to show the fans that we we need the you know we're together come with us sort of thing um and to that end like exactly as Joe's just said to that end i think it's it's worked um as we keep saying it's a long season if if they lose at, at Rochdale tomorrow night then you know they will sort of take half a step back i think um but yeah vitally important that siege mentality us against the world all these clichés that we've we've been using endlessly for the last few weeks um, just really, really important to to keep chipping away at that minus twelve. You know, as they've made a great start doing. Um, but t- talking to a couple of the players as well, we spoke to uh, Dominic Ayer after the game, and and he said that it it did feel like it it was a more together performance. Not not just you know it's all well and good doing it during the week down at Middlewood Road when you're kicking butt, but but the whole performance, everything we've we've, like we've already said, haven't we about. Uh, the communication and and that added desire and everything, but everything did feel a lot more together. And as if this is a side with a with a leader in Gary Monk and, and leaders on the pitch, and j- just everything you want to see from a from a side in this, you know, still fairly perilous position, really. Just before we look ahead to that Rochdale game, any any news, Joe? Any anything expected? Obviously, we're still. Well, within this transfer window, anything expected over the coming days? 
Yeah, obviously there's the, the Kenneth and Horry link that's that's been there for a for a little while now. Um trying to dig something out of that one. Um yeah, it's not not an easy one. Wednesday are very close, but when it comes to that stuff, so um yeah. I don't I, I don't think there's any anything sort of imminent based on what we're we're told, there's nothing imminent anyway, but um they're obviously working very hard behind the scenes. I know they're still, I say I know, like I have inside information, they're looking for a striker. I don't think that's, you know, <laughs> everybody knows that. Um, but yeah, they're, they're still very much looking for a striker. I've spoken to a few people who, you know, they've kind of made aware that they're, you know, still in the market. So that's, uh, that's I think, I think that's the, the, the key thing for Wednesday at the minute. I, I, as I mentioned before, I don't think, I don't think anyone wants a big squad. I don't think he's looking to have a, a huge squad that he's, you know, lining up two, three in each position. I don't, I don't think that's the sort of the way he's looking to go about this season, um, because that that togetherness is is needed, and the only way you can have that real togetherness is is everybody feeling like they have a role to play. And so I think I think they, they will try and get some work done, but I I think Wednesday might get to a might or may, already may have got, gotten to a point Zahori aside where they're waiting to see what happens with, with the Premier League. They're waiting to see what happens with the, with the squads and who gets finalised. And if somebody becomes available because, you know, a West Brom or a, a, one of the other clubs there have, have, off, have, have brought someone new in and now there's, you know, a guy who's surplus so he's they're looking to loan out a youngster or something like that. And I, I think that might be the kind of market that Wednesday end up in, um, you know, come October when people start finalising what, what the team looks like. It's been interesting and obviously I do talk about Doncaster Rovers a lot with me covering them. They had players lined up on loan weeks ago, six weeks ago. These deals were agreed and they were just waiting for the the final green light from from the, the parent clubs to allow these loans to happen. And and that's what it is. They they have to feel like they're in a these parent clubs have to feel like they're in a position. They've examined all other options. They might have agreed it a few weeks ago, but it will take it might take that long for them to actually go, right, you can have him now. It can come now, and and this is what's going to happen. And because the the transfer window goes so long into the season, um, it, a lot of business could be wait until that, that mid October point, just before the the sort of domestic window closes. It'll be interesting uh, to see on that one. Next up, then Rochdale in the second round of the Carabao Cup. This is an interesting one for me because. To me, it's the last thing that Rochdale need. They are in a bit of a mess at the minute. They've not done a massive amount of business. They're very much tipped to be one of the strugglers in League One, and uh, you would imagine that they would be, given uh, the sort of the lack of options that they've brought in, the players that they've lost. I think uh, it would be a surprise if if they're not battling against relegation for the vast majority of the season anyway. But as we know from the past, going to Scotland, Wednesday have had a and a few issues there. They've turned in some horrendous performances, absolutely horrendous performances there. So, uh, Alex, what what are your thoughts on uh, on this one? Wednesday should get through, but you can never take anything for granted, of course. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. You'd expect Rochdale to make some changes as well, wouldn't you? Um, so, with that in mind. I think it's fair to say that I think Wednesday will make changes as well. So that was hinted at by both uh, Monk and I offer after the game on Saturday. So, uh, you know, you like to see your Palapessis and maybe Alex Hunt and, you know, I think we'll be given an opportunity. So, yeah, it'll be interesting from that point of view. And obviously we know if if they are able to get through that it's, it's either Ipswich or Fulham 
on a Tuesday night um, in the in the next round. So yeah, you know the the pros and cons of this competition we've spoken about many times, haven't we? But um, maybe maybe it can't hurt to go. You know, say they get Fulham in in the third round and manage to sneak through on that. You know, it just there's a there's a bit more positivity and excitement that comes with a with the cup run as we've seen. You know, with with Wednesday seasons past, you know what can be built on a, a win against Arsenal, you know that sort of thing. So yeah, yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep rolling with it. But yeah, I, I think I would expect to see big changes. But I'd like to think that Wednesday will be able to to be a, a likely change Rochdale side. Any chance, Joe? Do you think that we might get an hour out of uh, Elias Kachunga, game some game time under his belt? Yeah, I think I think we could see a, a Kachunga start. You know, like you say, get those minutes. I, I think we could see Delhi Bashiru back in the in the starting lineup as well. Um, possibly even a it depends on on what what Gary wants to do. He, he possibly might look at bringing Joe Wildsmith in. I know there's a there's a there's an element of you know you don't want to change the the back line too much. You want to have that consistency there. But with those two, with, with Cam and Joe running as close as they are. You know, maybe this is seen as a as an opportunity to to let to let Joe have a run. Um, I think obviously the, the the back line I think is going to be the back line's an interesting one for me because we've got we've got a lot of a lot of players there. You know, a lot of players in that centre back position because of the way that the they're set up. You know, even someone like a Liam Palmer who you know is predominantly a right back and and has been you know his, his whole career and he's played as a right wing back for Scotland, but. You know, he's he, he. I thought he did really well as a as a, a right centre back when he was, you know, just after the after lockdown. So there's players like Liam who, you know, possibly could get a run out. As Alex mentioned, there's there's Alex Hunt, there's, there's Liam Shaw, there's a few of those youngsters. Um, also interesting that they they decided to to give a squad number to to, to Adedoyan as well. So there's there's all those kind of things that could be could be considered. But as Alex mentioned, a cup run is is. It's got its pros and cons, but I think from a from a psychological perspective, uh, in terms of where the club's at, if you um, you look, you're, you're expecting to play Fulham, and if you go out of the cup to Fulham, it's no train smash. If you go out to Rochdale, people people start to talk a little bit. And from a psychological perspective, you know that that it does play a role. Um, so it would be nice to see Wednesday sort of change the squad up, show they've got a little bit of depth, get the job done and, and then we move on to the on to the next one and you know you can keep that sort of positivity rolling. Let's hope that happens. Alex, make sure you get in the chippy across the road from Scotland. It's very, very good. Always worth visiting when noted uh, in that part of the world. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty much it for this episode of the Star Owls. To follow all the action on Tuesday night, make sure you head over to thestar.co.uk. It's the best coverage of Sheffield Wednesday, 365 days a year. While you're there, why not take advantage of our brand new sport-only subscription? We know plenty of you out there are only interested in sport and specifically football, so we've got a great deal for you. 39.95 for a full year of unlimited access to the superb work that these two fellas put out day in, day out. And if you're so inclined, you can read about that lot from the other side of the city as well as part of it. 77 pence a week, 11 pence a day to read the very best coverage of Sheffield Wednesday that is out there. And, of course, help us continue to deliver it. There's a link to the subscription page in the description of this podcast. Give it a, give it a thought. 
while we're talking subscriptions, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. Why not leave us a review while you're there and don't miss a single episode as we go twice weekly from now on. Follow us on Twitter at the Star Owls and find our dedicated Wednesday page on Facebook. Both are great for getting your questions and your comments into us. We also have a link in the description to this podcast where you can send us voice messages too. We'd love to have you part of the podcast as we go forward. For now, that's it. We'll be back on Thursday for a more in-depth discussion as we look ahead to the visit of Watford to Hillsborough this weekend. Hopefully that momentum keeps rolling on for Sheffield Wednesday. Thanks very much for joining us. Take care and we'll speak to you again very soon. Thanks a lot. Head over to thestar.co.uk for all the latest news, views and analysis of all things Sheffield Wednesday. Follow us on Twitter at the Star Owls or search on Facebook for our dedicated Sheffield Wednesday page. And remember, you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever.